Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, a.k.a. KD, and we are going to be talking about another go-to-market acronym. Because, yes, we love acronyms. We got GTM, ARR, MRR, CTA, KFC, whatever you want it to be. But if you think about how SaaS has grown, you've gone from SLG, sales-led growth, and now you're starting to see this dabble into PLG, product-led growth, but what's bubbling up more and more now on top of product-led growth is CLG, which is community-led growth. Everywhere you look, you see a new community popping up, new Slack channel, new weekly event, new webinar, all of that. And what we have to ask ourselves is, one, is it working? And two, can it continue to work? Which is why I'm so, so excited to have my good friend, Amelia Taylor, on the show today. She's the strategic sales and lead evangelist over at Reggie.ai, where I am also an advisor. But she has been in all of these communities. Modern Sales Pros, Pavilion, Hypercycle, Train Yo, Rev Genius, all of it. So she sees what's happening and has some very unique insights on where CLG is going. So Amelia, welcome to the show. Let's do this. Let's do this. I am pumped. I am super excited to be here. And there's no one better to be chatting about this exact topic with than you because we both see where it's going and we mm -hmm. both are a part of all of these different communities. Well, actually, that is where we are different and why I think your perspective is going to be so strong is I am not. I mean, Were you? For most of them, no. I have never engaged in almost all of these communities oh. that are out there. I get invited to. I'm not engaged in hardly any of yeah. them. So this is what will be fun to start. So let's start with this <laughs> idea of community-led growth because we can unpack this a little bit. Yeah. Right? Like, when you talk about communities, what do you mean, right? Like when you see kind of like CLG happening, community-led growth, 
What are you kind of seeing on the market with all these communities right now? There's a need for the community. Let me start by saying that I, I get that because it's a different kind of sales motion or engagement or the unorthodox way of reaching out to someone. I see that totally. Are there so many people trying to hop on the community train? Yup. Are way too many people doing it? Yup. Do people know what they're doing? Nope. And so therefore it's a great, let's dive into this community and then let's just kind of grid a bunch of advisors to show up too, which is a whole nother take on it as well. What are the advisors doing on, you know, to help because it's maybe the leaders within those communities, they don't quite know what they're doing with it because it's not necessarily transactional kind of sales motions that are going on. So it's sales led, right? It's a community led. So they need these influencers, these people who have a voice on LinkedIn or other social platforms to show up within these communities to get more people to show up and they're getting oversaturated or they're just going to burn to the ground. I mean, I don't see it being this forever long thing. Mm -hmm. I, I really don't. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what you've seen change, right? Because if you think like where it is, like, like I said, had your LinkedIn up, 10 bound pavilion, modern sales pro girls who sell, what else am I missing in there? Hypercycle, um, training, like you've got your rev genius and all of them. So what do you see now that you didn't see two, three years ago when a lot of these things are popping up? Why do you think it might be starting to decline a bit? I think there's so many people who are seeing that there's a, there was, and there is a better way to do community, to outreach, to actually be human and talk to people, right? And to get the knowledge that you need from some of these brilliant minds and these thought leaders who are people too. Let's just say that out loud. They're also just just like everyone else, but they've done the work, uh, put that in. But it's, so let's reverse. Let's go two, three years back. Let's say Rev Genius, right? Everybody jumps in to that or, or Revenue Collective, which is now Pavilion. Everybody jumps in on that because it's something new and people love the shiny new. They love to go after that, right? So then everybody starts to see this working. Okay, so I can start one. Oh, what if I did this? What if I decided to do my nine to five and then at night I'm gonna be doing this and then on this day I'm gonna do this. So everybody's now doing something one day mm -hmm. of the week and it's exhausting people. Totally. I mean, people are, I'm exhausted from looking at my LinkedIn when I look at all of those things. So I now have this whole like, all right, it's time to go after this and totally refresh because am I active in all of those? No. So mm -hmm. that's a whole nother thing in and of itself that I'm not active in all those, but have I been a part of those communities? Yes. Have I shown up and delivered value? Yes. Have I gained a ton of knowledge from them. Yeah. But are, is that it's not all there for a mm. lot of these anymore? I mean, I think they're getting burnt out and it's kind of a clubhouse. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, we're seeing that more and more. So let's talk about how it can be done right. If you think about the communities you've been a part of or the communities you've gotten the most value from, what did they do right? Or what did they do differently? Well, they, they put a paywall up. They, they had you have that uh, pay before you play kind of thing going on. And I, I mean, Pavilion, let's speak to that. Mm -hmm. You're going to go where your buyers are at. And if they're there, if, I mean, the pe people with the pen in hand, they're going to be within Pavilion because they're paying members. So they're mm -hmm. paying to get the knowledge 
Whereas other communities, that's not the case. It's a let's join to play, not a pay to play. That's totally what's happening where I'm seeing, all right, but you can't jump in and just say, hey, pay me to join my community without credibility. Mm -hmm. So you do have to get the right people within, but there has to be the right people leading from the very top. I mean, you can't just say, I've done X, Y, Z. I've gone from an SDR to an SDR manager to, or AE manager, so on and so forth. And so I'm going to start this community and I want you, 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 you to all show up and deliver value for free. And then I'm going to have a lot of growth and then we're going to do giveaways and we're just, we're not going to promote anything really other than what we're trying to do. So example, I shared something in a, uh, a post of mine in a Slack group that I'm in yesterday and was told that they needed to take it down. And I thought, okay, they said, we don't want any kind of marketing going out to the members within this community. I thought, okay, small community to begin with. And they asked me to join. I said, oh, sure, yeah, I'll show up and kind of be a voice here a bit. But did not want me to market anything that I had going on, which was interesting uh, mm -hmm. because it was valuable for them to do so. So what value did I bring there? I have no clue. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like I don't understand that. So if you think about, because I, I see a lot of this, right? I, as you well know, I get invited right. to all of them. I get asked to be in all of them and to Advise contribute. for all of them. If, right? I, you don't see any advisors on my, my LinkedIn for communities. Not a one, right? Like, because those are different things. Because like, a community at the end of the day almost always has some sort of end goal in mind, right? There's some, there's a reason why they started that community. And unless I'm benefiting from that end result, it doesn't even make that much sense to do. So what should, because a lot of, a lot of companies are now starting to try to build communities, right? Yeah. You've had oh, a yeah. lot of communities built that are turning into companies, but now you're having companies like, oh, we need to start a community. We need to build a community around our, our product, right? Because that's the key. So if you were to start a community from scratch today, Right. For Amelia Taylor, LLC, Incorporated, Escort. Mm -hmm. How would you go about building a community the right way to sustain through some of this community burnout, to sustain through the oversaturation? Like, what would you do differently if you were starting a community today? First and foremost, I would go to the ones who have put the paywall up, who have been successful. I would mm -hmm. ask for guidance because that's the knowledge that you need. I mean, I wouldn't know where to start. So I would go to the source of who's done it and done it well. So let's say Sam Jacobs, right? I would mm -hmm. go to him. I would say, Hey, can you walk me through this? Would it be a competing community? That wouldn't be the goal, but communities all compete, right? So mm -hmm. uh, you also have to watch and see and ask the members too within, right? If there's one that's successful, so say Pavilion, I'm going to ask them of those members within who are super active, not they're not a part of pavilion per se is working for pavilion but they are within the community very mm -hmm. active asking them why are you here what are you benefiting or what's benefiting you like for being here right like what are you getting out of this then i would go from there but i would put that paywall up absolutely 100 percent because people are if you pay you are looking for something more you're looking for that business 
insight that's going to get you to that next level. You're looking for that guidance, that strategic, that in just wealth of knowledge that is not going to be in that free version of this community. But mm -hmm. it is interesting what you talk about, how the how companies are doing this whole switch thing to, you know, companies are saying, let's do this community for what we sell. So I think about what I'm doing right now and how I, I approached Reggie when they approached, you know, we approached each other pretty much the same time. And yeah. I said, all right, here's kind of what I want to do. A bunch of different things which you and I talked about too. And uh, the whole goal being bring it down to evangelism and it being showing up within community as being the face of the company, being able to deliver value, bringing inbound, outbound, you know, all of those things to the table, being tied to revenue, having the goal, right? So I knew that end goal being, being tied to revenue, bringing that into the company. Showing up within communities doesn't mean I have to create a community, but if it were me starting from scratch, I put a paywall up and it would be with people who have been there, done that. I would have a few people with me, obviously, who would but are also in the same field as me. So let's say, let's Dawson and Nick Bennett, right? Let's say someone who's also in this evangelist kind of role, right? Or, you know, I don't know, I could toss out a, a Jen Allen. That's who I, mm -hmm. I would I would team up with Jen Allen, but that's not either of our goals in life, right? Is to create this community because I don't think it's sustainable at all. But if we, if I were to do this, truly, I would have to really take a good look at what my use like my business like case for this like my long-term goal why am i doing this to begin with is it for instant gratification or to say or this clout of like check out what i did i built a community around evangelism like i got all these like amazing voices of evangelists you know i've got the arthur from chili fiber i've got jen allen i've got all these people for what so all these people join what are they gonna get some free insights but what are those people who have worked their butts off to get to where they're at. What are they gaining? So I wouldn't create. I wouldn't create a community to begin with. Well, and that's what's interesting too, because I like I I started one and then very quickly stopped it, like very quickly, right? So like, I have like so I have like my Patreon group, right, which was a right? Patreon group, right, and it was around content. And you know, I, I brought someone on to help me to continue like to manage it, and they were like, "Oh, mm -hmm. you need to turn it into a community." not just content. I was like, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. They're like, but no, you have to. Like communities are the, are the thing, right? You got to do it. So I did it, right? So started the Slack channel and had like the weekly AMAs and had all this. And I was like, this is awful. Exhausting. This is, this is horrible, right? Because also, yeah. also then you're building in as the community leader, you're building in very quickly diminishing returns where like the bigger the community grows, the more it's dependent upon you. So now you're pulled into it even more. And it would, dude, it was awful. It was rough. And but it was how like, how do you pay? How are you paying someone? I mean, you're paying out of pocket for someone to manage this community, mm -hmm. which this isn't your day job either. Right. It was just, it was, it was rough. And then the expectations yeah. that come with a community is also there. Cause what I'm seeing a lot with the communities is they're starting, but they're not solving a problem. And I think right. that is why we're starting to see the saturation is it's just another community. Right. So when Pavilion started, right, a lot of people don't know, like the full backstory with like a Pavilion, right? It was revenue collective. It was executives only. Like you had to be a director, if not a VP or above. And you could, this, a lot of people don't even know this, only one exec at a company could even be a member. 
because the problem it was solving was a safe space to talk about challenges. So if I'm the VP of sales and you're the VP of marketing and we're both in this community, I can't talk about you. I can't be like, yo, like I'm really struggling with my VP of marketing right now because we're so it was it solved a very specific yep. problem, right? Rev Genius, I feel like when it started, solved a specific problem. Modern sales pros when it right. started solved a problem, but now these other communities are all starting and it's not solving a problem. What is it for what, right? What What is the problem being solved? A place to just hang out and just to network? I believe that would be really what people would say, mm-hmm. that they're showing up within these communities to be able to network with the right, quote unquote, right people. And that's not the only place to find people, right? But, and, you know, to network with you, great, I'm going to go to Pavilion because that's where people like you are going to live opposed to it being somewhere else where it's not this paid community, pay to play where you're going to have this wealth of knowledge where you're going to be delivering knowledge too within teaching a course and being able to deliver value that way. And that is really interesting though, like what you bring up with it being where there's no end goal, right? Like I'm thinking of all these now I don't know. And that's that's scary because people are putting a lot of effort and their time into building these communities, but they're all going like this. They're headbutting for what? For what purpose is the headbutting for? Because you don't even know what you're doing. Right. The end goal needs to be established. And what will be dangerous for a lot of these communities is eventually someone's going to want to buy them. Right? Which is mm-hmm. great, right? Someone's going to want to scoop them up because they have a dedicated resource of all those right. things. Outreach bot, Sales Hacker, right? Yep. Sales Hacker had a captive audience that Outreach wants to sell to. It's like, you know, let's go buy that and bring yep. it in, right? But then what happens with that is immediately the community loses authenticity because mm-hmm. now it's KD, you know, Patreon brought to you by. Brought to you by, yes. And now it's like, well, okay, now the end goal is clear. The only reason this community exists is to support this. Is uplifting this, right. It's lifting this up. So do I support that? Why am I part of this group? Oh, because I'm going to fit in with everyone else within the group? Is it to just feel like you're a part of something? Is that what it is? I don't know. I mean, I think of Chief, for example. Chief is a very well-renowned women's group where you absolutely pay uh, a good chunk of money to be a part of it. But you have got to be a, I mean, a, a VP of bare min- minimum, right? To be a part of Chief. And I, I mean, I have reached out to multiple people like, hey, how in the world do I get myself involved in this? Because I'm not there yet, but I will be at some point And I want to be around, I want to sit at that table because those are the people that I want to know and who are going to uplift me to the next level. That's not going to happen within these communities I'm a part of right now. I mean, these still, I'm, I'm, all my Slack is, it's long. This whole list of these communities, and it's, it's pretty embarrassing, actually. I don't want to say that out loud. It's like, you got to scroll down a little bit. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Yikes. I'm going to go and delete some after this. Yeah. But I mean, if I, for what they go, I mean, most of them are muted too, which is the funny part that yeah. I have them there. And save hype cycle. I've done it before, been on there. Great. Reggie supports it too. So I find there there's value there. Uh, other ones I'm a part of just because it's 
it was the right timing to join, but there's nothing I'm gaining from it. There's nothing that is setting it apart from being a more pavilion than, you know, a just kind of jump in and vent, right? Maybe it's the place to vent where people just want to complain about what's going on outside of their workforce. I get that. Great. Go have your safe space there. But is everyone doing that? Maybe that's what a lot of people are doing. Well, and it's a good setup to the next thing I wanted to ask you, because what I also see in a lot of these communities is very similar to even like social networks. The 80-20 rule is an effect where like really 80% are lurkers. They're oh, yeah. There, but they're not contributing. Then you've got like your hyper users, right? Where they're all up in there all day long, right? And you're like, do you have a job? Like, how are you? Do you sleep? Yeah. It's just crazy to me. And so I do want to, you know, because there's cons to communities, there's pros. Let's flip it to the potential pro here of how do you get the most out of a community? Because it's one thing to join it. But how, like, how do you actually make sure you're getting value from it? How do you leverage the community, like, as an individual? So, yes, you are getting value from it versus just being a lurker in 17 different, like, you know, sales professional groups. Like, how do you think you could leverage a community to learn more, to grow? So, as a salesperson, I will say year to date, 90% of my pipeline and revenue sold is come through communities, which is a pretty hefty percentage. That all being, I would say at least 85% through Pavilion, because Mm -hmm. that's where those buyers lived. That's where the people with the pen in hand were at. Um, I, you know, I think that there's a lot that people can do as salespeople, but they they would rather lurk because they don't want to talk. They'd rather just kind of sit back and see what others do than copy, repeat, rinse, repeat, so on and so forth, because they don't want to put in the work, right? So maybe communities are a place where, oh, I don't have to put in the work. Somebody else is doing that. Let me just kind of repeat what they're doing. Or they're going to show me how to do it. Then I can just go do it and I can copy paste. Mm-hmm. That's not That's not going to better you by any means. So if you're going to go in a community and you want value from it, Go help people. First and foremost, show up with the intention to help because what I've sold is solely from literally connecting the dots for people. They come back full circle. They'll say, hey, I've got an intro for you. Mind if I do this? Just solely because I helped them and showed up for them. So that's one way for salespeople to show up and get value from communities. Also, if there's courses, better jump on that because those people are taking their time to deliver some really deep insights and wisdom and to have that be something that you have done and accomplished, that's going to grow your confidence. It's going to grow what you know. You're going to be able to do things better, not just like copy paste. Let's just do what others are doing. So, and then reach out to people, just ask people, Hey, does this resonate with you? Right? Like there's multiple people where I've, I've reached out and I've written something up and they're like, yeah, no, I, but they would be my ICP, but maybe they're, you know, different country, whatever it may be, but gain that just, I don't know, back and forth of just trust. Mm-hmm. So find the people that you can trust within the communities too, who know that you're not just there to lurk. Like, why are y'all lurking? Stop lurking. Show up. What are y'all lurking for? It's actually comical to me. And you touched on two things that just like crack me up and confuse me about these communities. Right. So like, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in pavilion. 
right? How, right? I've been in Pavilion when, since it was Rev Collective, right? I've been a member there for a while. How much outreach do you think I get in Pavilion on a monthly basis? How many people do you think reach out to me asking for thoughts? Okay. What do you think? I'm going with 125. Nine, five. actually. I'm going with five. Five to six. Yeah. Five to six. But I'm in a community. should be. Right. It's That's what's interesting. I'm in there. I'm accessible. You have direct access. I see to, that little, that, I see that little green thing, which I, is how we chatted the first, one of the first times. Less than five or six people reach out on a regular basis, which is funny. I teach courses with Pavilion. This is where it gets very interesting. Yeah. Where I'm teaching a manager course right now that is 10 weeks. Okay. 13 hours of content that I would put against any manager course quite literally in the world. Companies pay me tens of thousands of dollars to teach yep. their people this stuff. And in Pavilion, you basically are getting it for free. And yet you people will free. not show up. People will not engage. People will just kind of miss out on the end. It's like, do you understand the value here of yep. the companies there? But a lot of people don't leverage the value of the community. And I think that's part of it is they don't contribute first. Yep. Which then prevents them from them building the relationships to make the asks second and going from there. Because you mentioned it right before we started recording, this idea of like community burnout, right? Of like mm -hmm. you know, all the rage for a while and we're starting to I think see it burn out a little bit. Like yep. you know, we talked about saturation for a little bit, but go down this path a little bit deeper. Why why do you think people are starting to burn out on communities a little bit, right as more and more people now are like, I got a community, I got a community, I got a community. Like, <laughs> because what? of that, because no. everybody's got a freaking community. Everybody's like, I can't dedicate, I can't do my job and also jump in this community and contribute. This is exhausting. I mean, it is. And once you do show up within these communities that are just to go and show up to play and hang out, what, what no really end goal in mind of what's actually going on or why you're there you're burnt out because you're just showing up for what to, and then you end up helping other people and then it's not this return and you're seeing not that everything has to be a return but mm -hmm. if you're going to be a part of a community if your time is invested within something that is where you're not paying there's no payroll up you are showing up delivering value or asking the right questions or tapping the right people, right people. I keep saying that, but quote unquote, right people. Anybody can be the right person. You can learn something from anyone. Mm -hmm. But if you are, if you're doing that with all these communities, okay, what is it that you really are gaining? And I think of that for myself, I'm thinking, okay, everything I'm saying goes back to the one that has the paywall up. That is mm -hmm. literally where everything is going back to Pavilion the one that has done the most for me because I've shown up and I've taken the courses. I mean, with Jocko, right? Like mm -hmm. when I learned an immense amount from when he had, uh, when he talked on, um, which course is it? Um, yeah, revenue, revenue architecture. Or the, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yep. So, or intro to RevOps. So he yeah. was, uh, so I took that course in Roslyn, Santa Elena. I mean, mentor to this day and solely from showing up. I mean, we worked together for a couple of months, but it was through Pavilion too that we really were able to just collaborate and get to know one another. Um, and now she's a dear friend. And so actually having that immense amount of knowledge at your fingertips, come on y'all. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I signed up for ones that were only executive 
um, the other day and was approved to be in those, even though I'm associate, I think because I show up a whole lot and I know the people within Pavilion now. And they're like, okay, she's going to actually participate and she's going to show up and not just be a body that fills up this, this space, whereas we could have somebody who maybe would contribute mm-hmm. and bring value. And um, I mean, I talked to someone the other day about potentially doing some kind of course at some point and it kind of being an AMA with different people, and uh, which is kind of interesting, right? Because it's like, that delivers value. People want to have a safe place. Great. Let's do it to where there's people who are have so much knowledge, but let's not take all their time either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a long, long, long course. Let's do a 30-minute thing as opposed to that where mm-hmm. they're getting value out of it too. And it's a little fun. It's You, you have fun with it. Yeah. I, and that's the last part that I wanted to get into is like, you know, to have fun with it. Because there's also, I think, communities out there that, you know, they're either only focused on the fun, right? It's like, okay, right. like, um, this isn't where I need to have my fun. But there's also ones where it's so serious that there that there is no fun. There is no connection. There is no community. Like it's too buttoned up. It's too tight. And I don't think people want that either, where it's like, hey, like building relationships should be fun. Getting to meet two people that you vibe with should be fun. That's how you and I yeah. connected, right? Like, that's how you and I connected. It's like, hey. And you a voice, which you and I connected a long time ago, actually. And mm-hmm. I don't even think you, I don't know if you remember, it was when my, I was at Inside Out and I was working mm-hmm. with your sister. Um, actually. No, I did not, I did not remember. I was with Katie. And we, you, her and I, you helped a bit with us trying to figure out how to even write a sequence. We had no clue what we were doing, either of us. So, yeah. That's which is too funny, side note. Yeah. And so, I know. So then her and I both decided, all right, we're going to go find something new. I jump into Seamless. She jumps into Patient Pop. You know, you're at Patient Pop. And she's telling me, okay, Katie's telling me not to say, like, anything to anybody like that. Like, you're going to do this by yourself. Like, I believe in you, but I'm not going to get you this job. Like, you're going to get it yourself. And she was so pumped that she got it herself. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like, from there, I'm following you, right? You're somebody that everybody's following and learning from. And so then when I reached out to you, knowing, okay, his little green dot is right there within Pavilion. It's like 730 at night. What was this? Maybe a couple months ago, three months ago. And I send you a voice note. And just saying, hey, do you want to do this webinar, this live with uh, Morgan Smith and uh, Nicholas? Do you want to do this with them? I with a line, and you were like, what's your line that you always say? Let's do this. What do you say? You always have something. You say, it's like, oh, let's kick it. Something well, like that. Let's, let's kick it fire emoji. Yeah. 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 So uh, all that said, it's like, okay, that's where I found you. I didn't go and try to find you and of genius or you know not to knock any of these but it's i didn't go and find you in some slack community or whatever or some facebook group or something that's a premium version of just hangout places to go i found you where i know you would be where you teach and lead and deliver value where i've gotten value from you Mm-hmm. No, it, it's that's what communities are supposed to be there for. And the last one, I, and I want to quote Sam Jacobs on this because he, he and I got to spend a lot of time together on the roadshow for Pavilion mm-hmm. this year. And you know what he was ending every session with, um, and I, I would stick around to hear him do it because delivery on it was so strong too. One, he was encouraging the members of the community to actually get out of a lot of channels, like narrow it down 
to like the three or four that you care about and are willing to contribute to. Get out of all the other ones. Like narrow your focus down so you're not having so much of the overwhelm. But then the other point that he ended every session with, and I just love this, was give first. Yep. Like what, what happens if everyone was giving first in these communities, right? Like it can be so easy to feel like, oh, everyone's taking, everyone's asking me for this or that or the, the other. But like it's a give first. That's yep. what actually a community is about. If you think about where communities started, it was, you know, you had, you know, a rice field. I had exactly. I think of tents, right? Like, I think of we, yeah. Here you have something. I have something. It was this exchange. That's what made it a community. Exchange, is perfect exchange. word. And that is what I think is missing in a lot of communities today. Is it's not an exchange. It tends to be very one sided. A few people are contributing the yep. value. The rest are quote unquote taking versus a true exchange of supporting and carrying people and helping them. You know, safe space or not it's like that we're contributing that you help right i wish the sea the sea shouldn't be community-led it's contribution-led it's not contribution right and going backwards if i were to start a community i would call it the exchange that's good because Uh think about that i mean then there's the what are we doing here community Mm -hmm. great but the exchange great we're exchanging this knowledge that we have and i would keep it small I would keep it to where it's not every, I mean, that's how Pavilion was, you know, going backwards again, one member at this executive level from a company could be a part of it. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You can't be talking about your marketing person and your salesperson and they can't be complaining about each other to someone else. I mean, duh, there's already, there's already strife between the two, right? Nobody's going to solve it. I don't know if anybody ever will, but it's, uh it's no. so obvious that communities are something that are being taken advantage of that people are just not they're just taking that you're so right you're so spot on give 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 plant seeds water them the right way show up but don't show up with all your time there's mm-hmm. no need to give all your time within these communities because you do have a day job you don't have to unless you want to quit your day job and just go community ham yeah, you do you. I'm not doing it, but <laughs> that's not my path. I promise you that. But I mean, if you if you really want that value, yeah, you give. You plant seeds. You do it the right way. Yeah, no, that's that's the key to to all of this. So right as we wrap up here, Amelia, right, the name of this podcast is Live Better, Sell Better. Because I also have this weird idea, right, that if we took better care of ourselves, had more joy, energy, fulfillment, all those things, that the sales would also improve because of that. So what would your live better advice be for people listening? Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Understand that you can't do it all. And I'm speaking to myself through yeah. and through because I've got it on a sticky note on my on my desk and I've had it written for maybe four years now. And it's one stair at a time, not the whole staircase. Mm. And I have to remember, I cannot tackle, I can't jump from here all the way up to the top of the stairs by myself. It's impossible. One stair at a time, not the whole staircase. Do not be so hard on yourself because nobody's Superman, nobody's Superwoman. You aren't. As much as you want to believe it, you can't be with what that one stair is. It doesn't have to be that one big leap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Superman, though. Like, I, I do. Right, like, I'm Superwoman. I, yeah, right. Like, like, yeah, just, you know, let's be else. clear. Let's be let's clear. Be, I mean, we are super. 
human, but it's fine. Like telling yeah. everyone else, just, yeah. just kidding y'all. I love it. <laughs> we all got flaws and like i like how you called it out because like i get you know get a lot of comments on you know some of my linkedin posts like oh, i needed to hear this today and it's like yeah girl me too that's why i wrote it right Half the shit i'm writing is to me as well it's exactly. not like it's not from a high place of like this is how you should do it it's me talking mm-hmm. to myself and going yo mm-hmm. like if i need to hear this i bet other people do too and it's that reminder to self that I think comes across in a lot of your content, my content, where there's a realness to it. It's not a better than thou communication. It's like a, yeah. Like I've unsolicited advice, right? Like there's too much noise with that already. I don't know everything. I mean, yeah, I do. You do too, yeah. right? Just uh-huh. kidding. We, we, we do and we don't, right? But it's, we're showing up because we have things to say that are applicable to what's going on in our minds. I mean, there's things that I have to tell myself, okay, you are doing enough. You are fine. You can go to bed. Like you don't have to keep putting so much pressure on yourself because you think you have to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Game plan, just mm-hmm. game plan and stick to the game plan. Without a game plan, you're just going rogue. And that's me talking to myself again. True story. True story. Well, I mean, this was phenomenal. And it's a topic that we haven't touched on here yet, which I'm also excited about. Where can people find you? Where are you putting out content? What communities are you in? If you should, they should reach out to you, like where can they get more Amelia Taylor in their lives? Because people need it. People need it. Hey, hey, I appreciate it. So LinkedIn, obviously, find me there. Reach out. Um, I am obviously in Pavilion. Go Pavilion because you've been a hot topic um, with this conversation. And as right now, I'm about to go and narrow down my whole list of things that I've got going on because I feel like this is my next best step and yes. to live better 100% because it, there, there can't be all the things going on if I want to be doing the very best of what I do at my day job. So this is a perfect topic. I love it. Love it. Good shit. Well, appreciate you, girl, as always. Really, really good stuff. We'll be chatting again with you after. Awesome. Right back at you. Thank you. Later. Bye.